0: Good to see those that are with us this morning. We are indeed uh, uh, missing our pastor and our associate pastor as they're out and uh, the roles that they normally fill. Uh, I sound okay out there because I guess it's these uh, monitors back here. It's a little louder than normal. <laughs> uh, okay. Do want to thank those that stepped up? Yeah, that's a lot better. <laughs> thank those. Thank those that stepped up this morning uh, and filled the uh, the slots for those that are out. Morgan, appreciate you pushing the buttons back there for our videos. Uh, and uh, we do have uh, uh, new projectors. Uh, still trying to fine tune some things to get this exactly like we want it. So uh, yeah, looks like it technology is already kind of. Uh, tried to throw an interruption here or two once or twice, but uh, we'll get through it. I uh, want to talk to you this morning. The title of our sermon is The Difference Between Sheep and Goats. And uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, uh, uh, and it just seems like it never was the appropriate time, but uh, God said, You know, th- this is the time. Let's, let's, let's use this thought. And our scripture is found in Matthew chapter 25, and starting with verse 31, and it reads, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them, one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left. And I'll have to admit, I I grew up in the country, uh, but I didn't grow up with sheep or goats. I grew up with cows and pigs and chickens and a few people had horses. Most of where I grew up, we grew corn and soybeans and it was farmland. So uh, I admit that I had to do a lot of research to how sheep and goats behave and uh, you know I, I thought I thought I was pretty good I thought I could identify a sheep and a goat and, and knew what I was looking at and I came across this quiz see how good you do tell me is that a sheep or a goat let's see one more click on the space button yeah you're right that one's a goat how about this one Okay, let's see. That one's a sheep. Let's try another one. Goat or a sheep? Now, that one's pretty obvious to me. That's a sheep. (laughs) I I got that one right. Goat or a sheep? Goat. (laughs) Last one. Goat or a sheep? This one kind of threw me for a loop because I could see the mountains behind it, and I thought mountain goat. that's a sheep so I admit I I struggled with what's the differences between goat and sheep that I can see with my eyes and it kind of led me to thinking you know here Jesus was talking about people as sheep and goats and I got to think you know sometimes it's hard to tell the difference among people where they are who they are what they are so I want to talk about just three things that are different between sheep and goats. And the first one is their diet, their diet. Goats, they'll eat anything. Uh, I think we've got a, a picture. There we go. Here are goats have <laughs> they've invaded the local dump. They'll eat paper, plastic, styrofoam, just about anything out there, goats will eat it. Uh, And, uh, you know, when they're not rummaging around down at the dump, goats will normally eat leaves off of trees, the twigs off of trees, uh, the limbs off the trees, briars, undergrowth. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, we were always told, if you buy a piece of land and you need it cleaned, go buy a goat turn it loose and it'll get clean it, they'll eat everything uh, and so I was thinking about the diet of goats and this, this scripture came to my mind it's back in Numbers chapter 11 here are the children of Israel they have left uh, Egypt out in the wilderness God has provided them manna to eat in Numbers chapter 11 starting with verse 4 and the mixed multitude that was among them and that mixed multitude, I had to go do a little research. Uh, another translation was the rabble among them. And I thought, hmm, the goats among them. Now the goats among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, who shall give us flesh to eat? Listen to this is, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. And listen, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic <laughs> but now our soul is dried away there is nothing at all to eat besides the manna that is before our eyes. I got to thinking about these people uh, God had provided them bread good for them and what were they missing? They were missing all those spices back there in Egypt. They were missing all of the garlics and the leeks and the onions and and I thought, you no, know, some people are just like that. Instead of what God provides for them, they want the spice of life. They want their diet to include the spice of life. If you don't see them down eating at every garbage dump in the town, you'll see them looking for that spice of life for their, for their diet. That's just how, how goats are. And uh, uh, in Ephesians, Paul referred to people like this as being tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Leave that verse up there just, just a minute. And, you know, talking about uh, a spiritual diet. Now, I think when God created man and created man in his own image and God being a spirit, and he breathed into man the breath of life, I believe something just happened in humans. There was a spiritual hunger and a spiritual thirst that was given to every man, to every human being. We have this spiritual hunger and this spiritual thirst, and you no know, people are going everywhere trying to satisfy that hunger and satisfy that thirst. But they're going and they're 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 having the wrong diet. And if we look today, at this list of things. There are a lot of winds of doctrine around today for people to feast on. A lot of different ideas. Uh, there are a lot of sleight of men in our world today. Cunning, craftiness being served up in our world today. And people are just gobbling this stuff up right and left because there's a hunger on the inside. Just the thing is, they've got a, a goat's diet Goats will eat just about anything. Do you know people that are like that? Have you read? They'll just gobble up anything the world throws at them. Anything they'll swallow. Anything swallow any idea, any new fad, any new fashion, any new uh, new trend, uh, any new philosophy. They'll just swallow it up. They'll eat anything. People are like that, and they're uh, they just have a a goats diet. But let's look at sheep. On the other hand, what do sheep need? Only green, succulent grass. That's what sheep eat. Uh, The psalmist David, very familiar with sheep. And he starts his 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He said, he leads me out where the green, succulent grass is. That's what the sheep needs to eat on. Uh, and David identified that. Uh, later on, Isaiah made this comment. And, and beside the still waters, I read, heard this, read it in one place, but I couldn't confirm it, uh, that sheep can't drink from rushing water. It has to be still water, calm water. Uh, and I thought, no, that's a good example. They, they're not going to drink where there's turmoil. No, they're not going to. Not going to stick their head where there's turmoil in life. And I think we as sheep, we need to avoid turmoil. We need to drink from the still waters, the calm waters. But Isaiah wrote it this way Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fat. And he says, Why are you spending money for goat food? It doesn't satisfy. Now, you're sheep. Uh, and here, he wasn't just talking about physical milk and physical wine and physical bread, he was talking about a spiritual diet a spiritual diet and we as god's sheep we need a spiritual diet uh we need to fix our spiritual diet Uh, peter addressed this what does a a spiritual diet consist of that's healthy Uh, peter told us chapter 2 verse 1 or yeah wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies And all speakings, as newborn babes, desire what? The sincere milk of the word, of the word that you may grow thereby. And so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. What does our spiritual diet need to consist of? Just like a sheep, one item on his diet, green succulent grass. For God's sheep, one item on the diet god's word the word of god and where do we find that we find that in our bibles that's god's word that was left for us and that needs to be our constant diet how often how often do we uh, uh pull out our I, I use a bible app on my tablet uh how often do i uh, open my bible app on my tablet and sit down and ingest god's word uh saturday night when i'm studying for sunday morning's lesson that means i'm starving myself six days a week maybe i'll open it on sunday too now i'm starving myself five days a week you know this needs to be a constant steady diet Uh, we we talked in a a a young person's class young people's class one time you know about the spiritual diet should be one thing the word of god and the question came up well you know we can get the word of God from scripture does that mean we're not supposed to read anything else you know we can get the word of God through music and song and praise does that mean we're not to listen to anything else it's just supposed to be that one thing and I finally came to the conclusion that the word of God is our healthy food am I saying stay away from everything else Uh, I'm saying be careful about everything else uh we enjoyed a, a good steak the other night. And after the steak, I had to have a little dessert. Now, uh, yeah, the word of God is our steak. And take the other stuff as dessert as long as it's not poisonous to you. Now, be careful. There's some stuff out there that will poison you as a spiritual, your spiritual life. You don't need to take any of that stuff. But there's some, there's some stuff out there that you can consider just dessert. But, well, how would it be if my whole desi- diet consisted of, uh, uh, I love oatmeal cream pies. I mean, those are the best breakfast, right? <laughs> oatmeal cream pies and a cup of coffee. Uh, get up in the middle of the night. I need a midnight snack. going could be one of little fudge-round little Debbie things. I love Our pantry is loaded with junk food. (laughs) I mean, I can go in there, uh, and we got these little long rectangular chocolate bars. We got these, we used to call them cocoa gels. I don't know what they call them now, but if I want something sweet, I can go, what if that was all my diet was? What if I lived off oatmeal cream pies and cocoa gels? What kind of health do you think I would have? Not good. What I'm saying is get you a healthy diet of something that's nourishing and a little bit of dessert. A little bit, of dessert, as long as that dessert's not poisonous to you, to your Christian walk. And, and that's kind of where, where I've landed. I need every day a good, healthy portion of God's Word. And some of the stuff out there that's, you know, it, it's fun to listen to as long as it doesn't pollute me. As long as it doesn't poison me, I can have a little dessert. And I, think, I think that's where we can land today, but our, di- our diet, main diet, the Word of God. Get a good, healthy portion of that as often as you can. So that's one difference between sheep and goats. They have different diets. Goats will eat anything. Sheep, they need one thing. They need the Word of God. Second difference, they have different demeanors. You know, goats tend to be uh, much more independent and curious as sheep. Goats are, uh, in their independence, they seem to be, uh, say, like rambunctious. Uh, going around social media, hope this plays, it should play automatic. didn't go. When you know it, it played every time we tested it until it's time to show it. But you've seen the videos on social media, the little goats that are bouncing around, jumping up and down. Uh, This video showed goats that uh, uh, they like to climb on things, showed three baby goats climbing on the car, walking down the edge of the car, about that wide beside the the windows on the side uh, that is the demeanor of a goat, a baby goat and sometimes we look at that and think, oh isn't that cute isn't that cute, Uh, but what happens when that baby goat gets a little older and still developing its goat demeanor its goat attitude, Uh, goats can be mean how many of you seen the videos on social media goats attacking people and people having to defend themselves (laughs) against goats because they have a goats demeanor and uh, I was thinking you know what are some Bible examples of goats people that are independent they're going to do it their way Uh, they don't need anybody they don't need anything Uh, And they're going to succeed. There we go. Thank you. Baby goat demeanor. (laughs) That's a goat's demeanor. How many of you have ever seen a little lamb, baby lamb, do that? Every time I see a baby lamb, somebody's just cuddling it in their arms, and it's not doing anything, just being taken care of. (laughs) There's a difference in the demeanors, right? But like I say, as they get older, see if that next one's going to (laughs) go. Goats have a certain demeanor about them. you, you try to pin those things up and they'll climb on top of the fence and just jump out or they'll butt against the fence until the fence is broken. You can't keep them pinned up. Uh, you know, say, we understand shepherds need, or, uh, sheep need a shepherd to take care of them. You know why goats need a shepherd? To keep them out of trouble because they're always in trouble. They need one just to keep them out of trouble. And I thought about, okay, give me some biblical goats. And the first one that came to mind was Pharaoh. Uh, he didn't need God. He didn't need the children of Israel's God, he was going to do what he was going to do. And his demeanor was, uh, you're the children of Israel are going to be slaves. Uh, I'm not going to let you go and, and sacrifice. And when God finally did deliver them, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he said, I'm going to go get them. Fiercely independent. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar made a feast to himself and proclaimed how great he was. Uh, Poor old Nebuchadnezzar that night went mad and insane uh, because he had not acknowledged God. And I thought about Goliath. We heard that preached not too long ago. And and every time I think about Goliath and I hear the the account of Goliath, they, they said the guy was nine foot tall. And I think probably nine foot tall, he would hit his head walking to get up to the side of the auditorium here. And that's probably eight foot. He, he would hit his head. And, and he talked about his armor that he had and the weight of it. I mean, the, the head of his spear was so heavy that, you know, you'd struggle to just pick it up, much less wield it as a weapon. And he even had an armor bearer that went in front of him to carry his shield. And I get this picture in my mind every time I hear that somebody carrying his shield. And here comes little David to fight him. And what does, in my mind, what does Goliath do? I mean, here's this little shepherd boy, baby-faced, probably hadn't even grown whiskers yet. Come out to fight this giant. What does that giant, what would he tend to do? He's going to stretch himself up. I am nine feet tall. Look at every bit of me. Look at every bit of me. And I can just see this little armor bearer trying to hold the the shield up, and he, I can't get this arm up, but he holds it up, you know, as high as he can, but he still can't get it nine feet up. And where does the rock strike old Goliath? Right here, above the shield. And and like I said, this, this is what the Bible says. This is just a picture I draw in my mind. Goliath rose himself up all nine feet tall and got bigger than his defense's. He got bigger than his defenses. That's a goat demeanor, is it not? Independent, don't need anybody. He didn't need that little guy carrying that shield. It, he was bigger than that. So that was uh, some biblical goats that came to mind. And I thought about uh, uh, how Goliath would raise him. So did you see how that goat attacked up on his hind legs? And then falling forward that's a goat mentality Um, do you know do you know any people like this Uh, I had a next-door neighbor that was one of these for a long time he wouldn't mind me calling his name Mr. Odell Lee he was the meanest guy on the block and he didn't mind telling you Uh, he didn't need anybody he was not neighborly You know we used a term uh calling some men you old goat (laughs) that was mr odell lee uh you didn't want your dogs to go in his yard uh he wouldn't put up with it and like he didn't mind telling you i was the meanest guy on the block and he didn't mind telling you i don't need anybody that man today, I've had the privilege to sit in this, in church and hear him preach. That man today hated everybody. He's the town Santa Claus. White hair, got a white beard. Uh, the whole town, he's Santa Claus for the whole town. And he goes to all these things, loves kids. And we go home now to my parents' old place. You got to go see Mr. O'Dell. If you don't go see him, he's on his lawnmower, tractor lawnmower. He's coming to visit you. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. But he was an old goat. I grew up next to an old goat. So I know a goat's mentality. So as goats are independent, rambunctious, sheep, on the other hand, they tend to be more humble, quiet, and needy. Uh, Humble. You know, like I said, with that, that goat, when he fights, he raises himself up and then rams down. Do you know sheep don't fight very often, but sheep can fight. Do you know how they fight? They keep their head down and just run. And they'll ram that head into you. Uh, I, I've even read this this week. If a goat and a sheep get into a fight... Put your money on the sheep. Put your money on the sheep. That goat's going to raise himself up, and he's going to expose his stomach and his internals, and that sheep's going to ram into it, doing internal damage. See, if you see a goat and a sheep in a fight, bet on the sheep. And being a sheep, I kind of like that. When we go to war against the goats, bet on us. Uh, but that sheep, how he fights, head down, a sign of humility. Even when a goat eats, except when he's eating out of the garbage dump, his head's up. He's eating leaves off of trees and twigs and branches. Uh, and uh, he'll even raise up on his hind legs eat as high as he can. Head up. How does a sheep eat? Head down. The, eating the grass. They're grazers. Uh, sheep are more browsers. So, sheep just that their head is down it's a sign of, of humility and we as sheep I like what James says humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up uh, Pam you sing that song uh, uh, I couldn't get the words exactly it's something like I'm stronger when I'm down on my knees uh, sheep are humble but that doesn't mean defenseless humble they're humble humble beings uh, Sheep are, where a goat is fiercely independent, sheep are needy. They're needy. Uh, Like I said, the only reason a goat needs a shepherd, keep it out of trouble. But needy sheep need a good shepherd to take care of them. To take care of them. And I think we see that some in in the 23rd Psalm. You know, thou anointest my head with oil. You take care of me you take care of me he starts off the lord is my shepherd i shall not want i'm a needy creature but the lord is my shepherd my needs are met i shall not want and it goes on in, in john 10 and this is jesus uh, sermon on being the good shepherd he said i am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep uh needy sheep need a good shepherd uh Let's go back to something the Psalm, psalmist said in Psalms 100, and I believe this was also David. And he said this, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I don't know, how many of us uh, are proud to say, I'm a sheep, I'm a humble needy creature? You know, in today's society, nobody wants to say I'm a sheep. Uh, in fact, in today's society, I don't want to get too political Uh, But some people are uh, protesting overreach, what they perceive to be overreach. And one of their slogans is, we are not sheep. Nobody wants to be a sheep. You're not just going to lead us around. But you know what? Being a sheep is not a bad thing. I think that needs to be changed. We're not your sheep. I am sheep, but I'm not your sheep. I've already got a shepherd. I've already got the good shepherd. Let's go back to that. John chapter 10 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Keep reading. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth see the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. In this next verse, the hireling fleeth. Why? Because he's a hireling and he doesn't care. For the sheep. Now you think about all the uh, the people, the movements, the organizations in the world that would like for you to be their sheep. They want to be your shepherd. But that's what they're not the good shepherd. I'd call them a hireling. They don't care about the sheep. They really don't care about the sheep. But I thank thank goodness we have got a good shepherd that does care for the sheep even though we're humble and needy that's our demeanor Uh, and because of that demeanor we need a shepherd we need a good shepherd the last point not only is it different diets different demeanors different destinies let's go back to matthew 10 where our original scripture was and let's finish reading that our select verses from if you look down to verse thirty-four then the king shall say unto them on his right hand, the sheep come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you, for you from the foundation of the world now these are the sheep this is their destiny the kingdom prepared for them from the foundation of the world what about the goats on the left side that next verses from uh, verse 41 then shall he say to them on the left hand The goats, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And then further on down, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteousness unto eternal life. Now, reading those verses here, Jesus is clearly identifying the sheep as the saved and, and the goats as the lost people. And there is coming a day of separation and a day of judgment for the sheep and the goats. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, remember that quiz we took where we had to identify a sheep or goat? And sometimes we had trouble with it. But when this day comes, Jesus is going to know. He's going to know the sheep from the goats. We, We get confused a little bit looking at it. But Jesus knows when that time comes. He knows the difference. When he said, I am... Uh, John 10 in verse 34 says, I am the good shepherd. He says, and I know my sheep and I have known of mine. When that time comes, he's going to know. See, sheep and goats can sometimes uh, fool us, confuse us. Uh, but when that time comes, when Jesus makes that separation, that judgment, he says, I know my sheep. I know who they are. You know, you can go through this life. Uh, or uh, fooling people, uh, convincing people something different than what you really are. Uh, and, and I know when I speak of sheep and goats, I paint with a, a broad brush. I know that there are lost people, they're good people. And I know that there's some saved people that sometimes you see a little goat demeanor in them. Uh, but here Jesus is clearly saying, saved and lost. And uh, he's saying, I know mine. I know my sheep. Uh, you're not going to fool God at the last day. Some, another place in the Bible, some of these people facing that judgment say, well, didn't we do all these good things in your name? You know, didn't we uh, uh, do all this stuff in, in uh, good deeds and we did them in your name? And he's going to say, I never did know you. He's going to know. He's going to know when we face that day, he's going to know our heart. He's going to know what we are and he's going to judge accordingly. Finishing the winding this down, let's recap. Let me ask some questions. If you were one of his sheep, are you getting a steady diet of the Word of God? Are you in it every day? You should be. How many meals do you skip? How many days do you go without a meal? Not many. Uh, We don't need to skip a meal from God's Word either. Do you have a sheep's demeanor does that mean are you humble are you easily shepherded is that a word are you easy to to shepherd for somebody to shepherd you because you've got that sheep's demeanor and and I know sometimes we fail and and being God's sheep uh, I like what Isaiah said here He he said all we are like sheep and we've gone astray And we've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him, meaning Christ, the iniquity of us all. As sheep, we're not perfect sheep. We're still sheep. But when we mess up, when Christ died on the the cross, he didn't just die for my past sins. He died for every mistake I'm going to make till the day I die. He paid for it already. He paid for it. All i got to do is just come to him and ask him for forgiveness. That's paid for. Come to him and accept him. So do we have a sheep's demeanor? And then when the day of separation comes where will you be counted? With the sheep or with the goats? And God's going to know. In conclusion, let's answer this question. Can a goat become a sheep? You know, naturally physically as we know sheep and goats that don't happen that don't happen but this verse was even quoted in our class this morning therefore if any man be in Christ he's what he's a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new you know Jesus said several times so with man this is impossible but with God nothing is impossible nothing is impossible we were all born goats. We were. We were all born goats. Uh, but with God, all things are possible. We could be made into a new creature. We could be changed into a sheep. Can a goat become a sheep? How? There's a beautiful picture back in Leviticus. Uh, and, and this is a practice I had for the atonement of sin. And let's just read this. Chapter 16, verse 7, And he, meaning Aaron the high priest, shall take two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and said, Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. That's where we get the term scapegoat from. And Aaron shall bring the goat Upon which the Lord's lot fell, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat, he shall be pre- pre- be presented alive before the Lord, and make an atonement with him, and let him go, for a scapegoat into the wilderness. It's a beautiful picture. Here is two goats. One is the lord's goat and the other is represents the congregation represents humanity the lord's goat is sacrificed for the atonement of the other goat and I thought we were all born goats Jesus came and took on himself the form of a goat form of man he took that on himself and he sacrificed himself so that all those other goats could go free so we could go free so we could be changed can a goat become a sheep? yes yes spiritually speaking a goat can become a sheep I'm ask him to come and get us a, a verse of song for a, a time of invitation and I don't know if you've got much out of this or not but uh, it begs the question today um, where do you stand as we all stand together where Where are you at today uh, do you have things in your life that, that you say well that's that's more goatish than what it should be and we just need to get rid of those things and be the sheep that we're called to be or maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your savior Now, I don't want to scare you, but there is a day coming when Jesus will come back and he will sit in judgment and he will separate the nations, the goats from the sheep. And where will you be in that day?